area residents who suffer from everyday boredom. Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. One side of Big Mac would win prizes. Laughing out loud. I five eating mass quantities of delicious food. Consumption of adult beverage, white pickle scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah. We are back here at Flynn Broadcasting after a week off for some football. We'll be off again next week, actually. the um, This is like a record number of 11 a.m. games for the uh, football team that uh, plays down there in Oxford, Mississippi. CJ, I don't remember the last time we had to take off this many weeks, but hey, I like sleeping in. On Saturday morning, so most everybody gets to do that but us, so we get to do it again next week. Uh, But we are here today with an action-packed edition of the program. As always, we will preview the Indie Memphis Film Festival, which starts next week, November 1st uh, through the 5th. We will preview that today coming up in the Wrestling Hour, hour number two. Dave Schilling from uh, Bleach Report will join us, former co-host of the Masked Man Show podcast for the Ringer Podcasting Network. He will join us. He was... At the baseball game last night, the World Series, but he will be joining us to talk about professional wrestling. Lots of big headlines in the world of uh, wrestling this week as uh, WWE moving on with their show in Saudi Arabia. Of course, moving on without Roman Reigns, who uh, announced on Monday night he has leukemia. So we will uh, discuss all of that coming up in hour number two during the wrestling hour at 11 a.m. But we do start every show talking about what we will remember from the past week in Memphis sports. And we do that with local 24, uh, very own Jessica Benson. And she joins us now. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name. <laughs> Good morning, Jessica. You there? I can't Oops, hear anything. I had you on mute. I've been oh, talking to myself for like had, thirty seconds. I mean, we, you know, maybe I forgot how to do this for a second. <laughs> what is going on? I think I think the baseball game took everything out of me last night, so I'm just not functioning did, did as you normal. Make it to the end of the game. I did. I somehow I was really close. I don't think I could have gone another inning, but I, I did make it. I made it as well to the end which is surprising uh but for me especially you know when you have to wake up early on saturday the last thing you want to do is watch a seven hour and 20 minute baseball game was it 18 innings uh the uh, dodgers victorious uh a good finish when it actually happened so it's not bad it's a good, good yeah i mean i got baseball. i got off work at like i think i got home around twelve thirty. so i was re- i was ready i was i was poised and ready to go for another couple hours oh you were <laughs> Yeah, you were hyped. I mean, and then tonight, staying up for that Pac Pac twelve uh, football tonight. It's gonna be a a fun night's back to back sporting events going on. Okay, Jessica Benson joins us to talk about what we remember from the past week. Uh, today, I think we're gonna talk about what we remember from the past uh, thirty minutes <laughs> because there's big news breaking this morning. Apparently, a young man from uh, who goes to Olive Branch High School. There's this young young man who goes to Olive Branch High School. Uh, he's a high schooler. His name is DJ, and he is going. He has decided to continue his education. This is great news 
and um, he's he's selected a college. He selected a college. Wow. This is um, he has selected to go to the University of Memphis. Is this he true? It it is true. He has posted on Twitter this morning, uh, and we don't always get breaking sports news at. 10 a.m. on a Saturday, but I'm all for it. Thank you, CJ. <laughs> he obviously didn't watch the baseball game. He was up and ready to go. Um, he <laughs> he tweeted this morning around 9.30, I couldn't wait no longer to post, happy to be a Tiger. I'm staying a home. A hundred emoji, GTG, heart emoji. <laughs> so, I like that transcription. Oh, um, reporting in so 2018. Reporting in emojis. I think mm-hmm. I should just write articles in emojis at this point. But, yes, so four-star Olive Branch, class of 2019 prospect. He's ranked number 47 overall in the 2019 class. Highest-rated recruit to commit to Memphis since Diedrich Lawson back in 2015. He picked Memphis over Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama. Obviously, we talked about him back in July when he had originally committed to Kentucky, decided to take that commitment back. Uh, He's the only commit to decommit from Kentucky under John Calipari. So uh, that had some Kentucky fans a little salty this summer. And they're still salty this morning. There are still Kentucky fans popping up. When are people going to learn? Just don't tweet at recruits. <laughs> Just don't tweet at teenagers. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, but, yeah, so a huge morning for Memphis basketball, for Penny Hardaway. Uh, for Tony Madlock, he was very involved in this recruitment. I hear that it officially, officially got done last weekend, um, but it's been trending that direction for about a month. And it's just, it's huge. Uh, this is kind of a symbol for the local approach to recruiting that Penny Hardaway has brought to Memphis since taking the job. He has not missed a recruit, a local recruit, since becoming head coach of the University of Memphis. So you have Alex Lomax and Tyler Harris, who are there now as freshmen. You have Malcolm Dandridge and DJ Jeffries now committed for the 2019 class. So this is exactly what you wanted as bringing him in as the head coach of the Tigers, and he's delivering. And it's an exciting trend to see, and the fact that, you know, once again, you're coming off the, the Tigers' exhibition game. They still haven't played a, a regular season game, and we'll talk about the exhibition game in a little bit, I'm sure. But um, the hype around this program just continues to grow, and that's precisely what you want to see right now. All right, so we have Jessica Benson is joining us. We're talking about the breaking news this morning. It is very rare. Very rare that we have what has been a very active Saturday morning this morning. If you're just now waking up, so Memphis gets their first top consensus top 50 recruit since 2014 and DJ Jeffries from Olive Branch High School. It seemed inevitable. Uh, he, for some reason, did an announcement on a Saturday morning. We, we thank him for that. But also this and morning. Can we just say he did it on a Tigers football bye week? So that's like. That's also smart. I'm, right? I'm so appreciative. There's my, there's my content for tonight. Thank you, DJ. And please, on, on the news tonight, please work in emoji graphics of some sort. Okay, I will. But I'll do cutout emoji. The uh, so that in it, but also look, we had a World Series game this morning. Like it, it really is bonkers <laughs> to wake it's up. Been a, it's been a morning. <laughs> like wait, what happened this morning? The World Series game ended this morning, and we also had uh, a big time commitment for the University of Memphis. So we don't usually talk about this, but the the bit about about high school commitments and all of that, I I'll wait and see how they look in a Tiger uniform. But this is a big deal because we're early on in the, the Penny Hardaway era. This is a big deal because he is stolen away from Kentucky. And as far as storylines go, there's nothing better than this. We talked uh we talked a couple weeks ago about who was you know, I letting fans decide who is a rival and, and who is not a rival. And if you're a fan of the University of Memphis, Kentucky is a rival whether they think you're a rival. So whether it's a rivalry or not is one thing. But is Kentucky a rival of the University of Memphis? Absolutely. They both have the same goal in mind. And, and they both have the same players on their radar, right? And trying to recruit the same players. And now here we are, a player from the Memphis area, of course, makes it easier. But he committed to Kentucky and decommitted. That's the big thing right here is that you just stole something away from John Calipari, and Memphis fans have been waiting a, a, a decade, really, for this to happen. 
it's kind of the perfect storm if you're a Memphis fan because you're still, you know, there's there's that mood about Coach Cal in this city, and and it's a it's a strong mood, and so now you're getting this opportunity as a fan to watch your team start to take commits from him, and that's that's perfect. I mean, that's like as a fan, you're straight up giddy right now thinking about <laughs> Coach Cal losing out on a kid to Memphis and to Penny Hardaway, and it opens up this new era. And, and yeah, you can get you'll hear a hundred Kentucky people say, well. He just, he wasn't the right fit and he's not, you know, he's not part of the Kentucky brand. Well, guess what? He's the number 47 player in the country for a reason. And he's now committed to go play at the University of Memphis. So Memphis is certainly rising back up in the recruiting ranks. It will be huge if they can get one of these top 50 guys to commit not from the city of Memphis, but by all means, for right now, just when Penny held his introductory press conference, he said he wanted to build a wall within the city of Memphis and keep these kids home. And there are great basketball players in this city. I mean, the high school basketball scene in Memphis is one of a kind. And so being able to strictly keep these kids home, that's a huge piece of the puzzle. And you're going to get a lot of talent in the city. So if you can at least have that part working for you I mean it's it's an excellent start and it's the right start for Penny and his staff right now and it's showing that they are doing the right things they are showing that that love showing that commitment to these kids and I mean DJ is a kid that Penny has known he knows his family uh, DJ played for team Penny back in 2017 their family knows Penny and there had been some rumblings that maybe DJ felt like Penny and the Tigers weren't weren't going after him hard enough. There was so much focus on James Wiseman and so much focus on some of these other national kids. And Penny really doubled down and came back and showed DJ that, that he's a priority, that he is meant to play for the Tigers, he is meant to stay home, and that he's a piece of what Penny is trying to do. The other thing I think that's obviously working is, is the pitch that Penny and his staff is, is putting out there on the recruiting trail. And, and that pitch is the development of these young players to get them to the NBA and to stay there. And if you are a high school basketball player, that is what you want. And you have the opportunity to be coached by someone who did it. And that's, that's an easy message just on paper, it's an easy message to sell, but it can be harder when, you know, the joys of recruiting are swirling around you and you're going to some of these maybe Power 5 programs and seeing their facilities and what they bring to the table. But but at its core, Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers now represent, you know, an outlet to do just that. So that pitch is working. He's getting kids to buy in, to do it in a Memphis Tigers uniform. And I think this is just the start of a a really big 2019 class for the Tigers. Well, that's uh, that. Uh, any Memphis fan listening to that, uh, it's an exciting morning today uh, for sure. And so we've got so DJ DJ Jeffries committing this morning. We're going to break down the tweet here uh, in in just a second, uh, Jessica. But what I uh, one thing I do get out of it, it's it's great and exciting. He goes to Olive Branch High School, right? And to me, I've always long been an advocate. I want this community to like to to really work together. There's a thing about people in Memphis and the act like South Haven is so far away and you don't necessarily embrace DeSoto County uh, as really part of Memphis. And but you do, apparently, when you have a top 50 recruit (laughs) that's going to that high school. So I do like like stay at home and come to Memphis. uh, But. Yeah, come on, y'all. We've got to remember DeSoto County is, is is part. If you're out there listening and you're driving around, it's it's right there. Sometimes it's quicker sometimes to get to Mississippi than it is to get to Germantown. So the and on. I I do want to say with Olive Branch, just a quick shout out because I do tend to I've been to a lot of Olive Branch high school games. It's one of the best high school basketball environments really in the city. It's one of my favorite places to go. There's state champions. You have DJ Jeffries. Um, you have a great team there and. So support that. If you need a high school team to support this fall, put that one on your list because 
first of all, they're the conquistadors, which is a fantastic mascot to say every time. And just the overall environment. It's a party there, and it's a lot of fun. And DJ, um, just in terms of his skill and watching him develop over the last two years and, and now as he goes into his senior year, um, he's six seven. he's a wing, and I loved his development last year. Like, I thought that he was one of these players that I came into Memphis two years ago. I saw him play his sophomore year. He was good. He can dunk. He's tall, like many high school kids can do when they're the tallest kid on the court. But last year he came back and, and his shot had really developed and just his overall kind of floor awareness and what he brings to the table. I think seeing that development last year makes me really excited for what we could see from him this year and then going forward and going forward. So I just, I think he's a great little player. All right. Big player. He's tall. <laughs> Jessica, are you, are you near a computer? CJ, you are. Please plug, let's get to DJ Jeffrey's Twitter account here because it's becoming active. That's where he chose. So this morning, it was, it was nobody was really sure how is he going to choose to make the announcement. There were rumors that the announcement would happen uh, this morning, but it was coming from this, you know, some of the same people who said Drake and Justin Timberlake would be in Memphis <laughs> Madness. So we didn't know for sure until the announcement happened. He chose to go on Twitter to make this announcement. Okay, so DJ's DJ's Twitter is, is what is his account? It's uh, Lil DJ, L I L D J J Zero. Okay. Uh, and his photo, great, great uh, profile pic from the New Memphis Tiger. Of course, he's academic, right? He's, this is a big day. Yes. He's, he's committed. Yeah. He's, he's focused on his studies there in, in his picture. Um, so he has rest in peace, precious. Do we know anything about that? I don't. Hashtag lack of worries. This is his profile on Twitter. Easy money sniper. Isn't that Kevin Durant? What? Easy, money, easy sniper. money sniper tag. Yeah, that's Kevin Durant's yeah. Instagram and Twitter, yeah. I do believe. Okay. And then. But, <laughs> we have glow. Glow with grapes. What grape is, emoji. First of all, I didn't know that the grape emoji existed, so I'm all for this. But as he spells glow, G-L-O, grape emoji, then the trademark. This is like his trademark thing? What is this? Am I, do, am I supposed to know what this means? I don't know, but you've given me a new idea to try to decipher all high school kids' <laughs> Twitter bios. <laughs> do you, do you know? I don't think we've learned day. We you cannot really we he's a brand new tiger. It's like we're trying to get to know the new Memphis Tiger here, DJ Jeffries. Looking at his Twitter bio, I get nothing out of it. I, I really don't know I, anything I, I more don't. about it. I don't. I do like his use of emojis. He's starting to retweet folks who are tweeting at him. Um so let's look at back to his actual tweet this morning. For less than an hour ago he tweeted that I could not I couldn't wait no longer to post happy to be a tiger, I'm staying home. Of course, the keeping it 100 emoji, GTG. And that was really a surprise. He went with the heart, the heart emoji. Yeah. I like it. I think the emoji game is strong here. He could Because, you know, he could have done like a flame, a fire emoji. That's a that's a usual go-to from, from the kids these days. But he did a heart because, you know, he loves Memphis. Isn't there a blue heart option in there? There Can is done a, a blue, blue heart. heart. But would the blue heart have looked as good with the red hundred? Oh, do you think he? Do you think he really thought about all this? I think aesthetically, it's much more pleasing. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jessica! Let's just take a time out here for a second. <laughs> CJ, I, I hate out. the conversation we just had. So. What are we doing? <laughs> what is our life right now? We all woke up on Saturday morning uh, to to analyze a high schooler's Twitter. <laughs> yes, that is that is the life of a uh, 2018 sports. So here we are. I'm really concerned about these grapes. I, I don't like the way they're bunched up. I don't understand what they really mean. <laughs> I don't know what this means for his future. He should probably take the grapes down. But are the grapes connected to the glow part at all, or is it just happens to be next to the GLO? Does that stand for something? I'm sure it does. <laughs> what it stands for, I have no clue. I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. All right, well. Okay, so he also – so that's in his profile. He's got two emojis in the announcement this morning, which if you look at it, he's got – which looks like – I guess this is a video, I guess, like a short video. Is there sound on the video? Did you – I didn't 
Uh, so he's got a short video connect, connected with the uh, the actual tweet. It's got his name, DJ Jeffries, on it's it. Just so it'll, it's just so it'll like edit. It's just a slow zoom of him changing into a Memphis uh, uniform. So a 13-second little video snippet. Uh, and he says, go Tigers on there. It looks like a, a scent sign, so I'm guessing that's for Penny. Yes. And Memphis with the MPH underline, but also – Again, as I, I love the idea that DJ Jeffries could be the guy to help bridge that gap and and put this com, you know bring our community back together. He's got the Mississippi, an outline of the state of Mississippi, in this. So he is a, he's a Mississippi guy, a Memphian who who's a Mississippi guy, which is a tons of those out there. So this is great. I really like the future of DJ Jeffries. Where he's going to put a lot, I'm going to put a lot on his back as being the guy who's going to uh, make people embrace. Um, our friends in DeSoto County. All right, it's a it's a it's a hard thing. It's a it's a hard thing to do. So with great uh, power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so I'll be sure to let him know that you're you're counting on him. All right, so that, <laughs> that is the break breaking news. Oh, please let him know the breaking news this morning. DJ Jeffries um, committing to the uh, University of Memphis. He did it on a Saturday morning, which means we had to talk about it here on the air. So don't spend that much time talking about where high schoolers are going to college on this program but there was what else happened this week because hey guess what jessica what this this market this city also has a professional basketball team we don't have to talk about high school high school basketball they do they do have a professional basketball team since the last time we were on the air the grizzlies tipped off their season they're now two and two right back where they started really just except with two (laughs) losses they're at 500 and what what are your early thoughts here as we break down what we have what we have really missed? The Grizzlies had an awful first night, but it was against a good team. Uh, their home opener, they got a victory against one of the worst teams in the NBA. Then they had a shocking victory on the road against the Utah Jazz before falling uh, to Sacramento and disappointing uh, fans after being on such a high uh, with that win in uh, Utah. So Grizzlies are back yeah. in action tonight, right? Yes, Grizzlies back in action at home tonight against the Phoenix Suns, tip off at seven. Uh, right now, the Grizzlies are very on brand Grizzlies. So, like you said, you know, they beat the Jazz and then they lose to the King, which is very on brand. Uh, they're the only team in the league averaging fewer than 100 points, which <laughs> is on brand. Right. And four games in, and they're already beaten up, which is unfortunately very on brand so unfortunately we're already talking about injuries with this team since we last had a show it, ha- it happened last week but Michael Green broke his jaw yeah that is something we will remember from last week for sure yeah yeah so that's you know that's not good no one wants to get an elbow to the face and break your jaw that sounds mildly uncomfortable so that's really the the serious injury for the Grizzlies going out so he's out which made Jaron Jackson Jr. get the start kind of ups his necessity of being a role player early. People getting a bigger taste of him earlier than expected, and and he's been he's been thought he's so fun to watch. And I think my thoughts on Jaron Jackson Jr. are clear. I think he's great, and the sky's the limit for him. But then along with Michael Green, you have and this one just breaks my my little heart. Chandler Parsons is out for at least a week with knee swelling, which is so frustrating for him because he was finally feeling healthy. He felt like he'd finally had a fully healthy off season. He had really committed to to coming back, to proving himself, to doing things right. And then he started to experience knee swelling in that jazz game. He did not play against the Kings. And according to J.B. Bickerstaff, he's out for at least another week. So that's, unfortunate as the saga of Chandler Parsons' knees continues to haunt the city of Memphis. Um, Mark Gasol left the Kings game with a neck injury. He said he lost feeling in his left arm for a little bit, uh, but on the left side, he declared himself full go for tonight for the Grizzlies game against the Suns, so hopefully that was just kind of a freak whatever. Dylan Brooks has lingering foot soreness. Garrett Temple dealing with a groin injury. So you're seeing all these little tweaks start to creep in, and we're four games in. And that's not a fun thing to have to be talking about right now. 
None at all. So what's the positive? Yeah. What's the what's the positive <laughs> outlook so far in this Grizzly season? You had that big win against Utah. Hey, look, they got to play Utah next week already. There's a Utah game on Friday. They got to go back to Utah in the NBA's uh, as they continue their their campaign to just waste jet fuel. They're returning to Utah uh, again uh, to play another game next week uh, within 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 like seven days of the last game. Uh, what is, what is the positive? I think that Mike Conley and and Mark Gasol at least like there's signs of yeah they are still good together, right? Exactly. There's signs that they they still have the potential to be that veteran duo that is needed to lead the team. And and Conley has been honest too. That coming back from his injury, he he feels a hundred percent, but he's still you know getting back in the swing of things. Like he didn't play almost all of last season and so the conditioning that goes with playing an entire NBA basketball game he's finding himself a little winded in the second half sometimes so it's it's getting back into the swing of things there but he's looked like standard Mike Conley and I think that really is the, the biggest positive for the Grizzlies because in order for them to be successful as we learned last year you have to have Mike Conley being all hail Mike Conley so that's been that's been good. I think the Jazz win was big in a sense that, well, A, they won. So that's a huge necessity. But they were able to do it against a team that is, that is good, that is expected to be good, and they held them to 84 points. So as much as you want to get away from, I mean, I know they doubled down on grit and grind, and then they're, like, trying to go away from grit and grind, and they can't really figure out in my opinion, it's it's a newly, just more defensive-minded kind of grit and grind, but not really style. <laughs> um, that's what they're going to have to do to beat those teams, at least at this point, because, you know, so the Jazz score 84, but the Grizzlies only won scoring 92 points. The only team, and let's be real, the only team they've scored 100 points on is the Hawks, and the Hawks are not good. And they put up 131, it was their home opener, it was fun. It was exciting, but that's not that does not seem to be what we are going to get the majority of the time with this team. So that's been good. Like I said, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's been solid. Um, I think you know you're going to get the growing pains of a rookie that goes without question. But in terms of kind of throwing him into the fire and seeing what what you get out of him. There's a lot of positives there to take away in that win over Atlanta. He had his first 20-plus point game. He had 24. He's still developing, but he's finding ways to score. He's bringing down rebounds. He's been consistent on that front, which the Grizzlies rebounding in general has been kind of a a big bad thing thus far this season. So to get someone in there pulling down boards, especially with Jamichael out for the foreseeable future, I think he's expected to be out like at least four weeks was what it was. And you need someone to, to fill that void in the meantime. And your rookie is, is stepping up and at least giving you something there. So that's all positive. We'll see how they do against the Suns tonight, but it's kind of just, I mean, (laughs) here we are four games in and I'm like, it's been an up and down season. But that's really what it's been four games in. <laughs> it, it, it has. Jessica Business joining us. He joins us every other week right now to talk about what we remember over the past two weeks because we've uh, continued to be preempted uh, for football. We'll be back off again next week. So who knows what will happen here uh, by the time we reconvene in two, two Saturdays from now. But, of course, Jessica, you can watch her every night on Local 24. Also, I highly recommend her podcast since we last talked. Her newest episode dropped, Still Not Engaged. Uh, just go subscribe to that podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts thank right you, now, you. Jessica. Y'all do a, an outstanding oh. job as she hosts with her boyfriend, Chris. And uh, keyword there is boyfriend because they are still not engaged. And that is the title of the podcast. And uh, it's a great show. Uh, so I recommend people check that out in your free time. So, all right. So we've talked about the Grizzlies. We've talked about, we didn't even talk the Tiger basketball news of the week that people were just, you know, they want anything. And they want, we're talking about an exhibition game that happened the other night. Of course, uh, there's not much you can really uh, learn from that type of event. The story was mostly surrounding what Penny Hardaway would wear. And I think that's going to be a story the entire season. Uh, yes, I, yes, it is. I, I would believe. I am disappointed that he is not wearing his pennies. To me, it does make sense. I don't care what he wears. He wants to wear a suit or a track suit, whatever he's going to wear. If he wants to wear his old Orlando Magic uniform, that's fine with me. 
<laughs> but he needs to be wearing his pennies. If you have a shoe named after you. Put it on. It's such yeah. an advantage in recruiting and everything, and especially if it's such a cool-looking shoe, you need to be wearing your shoe, uh, I think. I think it, it can only help you. I agree. I was a little surprised by the dress shoe. I'm a, I am a big proponent of like work attire and dressy attire with sneakers. Like, that's my thing. So I, I was really expecting him to go with the suit and the snakes, but he went full dress suit. He did have this like beautiful Hermes belt, which just stood out. And those are kind of expensive, <laughs> just a little expensive. And I just thought he looked, he looked really sharp and just like the whole coaching staff as a whole looked very, it's not about what they look like, obviously, but what? they they presented themselves as pretty high end. Well, that's the story where when you don't know, I guess, what they're going to look like. And it is is amazing. Penny Hardaway has turned the local sports media into a bunch of Joan Rivers. And <laughs> this week, at least, and I think it's going to be a continuous story. Like the celebrity around it is so it's so fascinating to me. I, I, I can't wait. It's so far so good. Like it's exactly what I wanted, really. Yeah. Yeah, things are all going as as planned. As, so planned far. So like far. as we as we continue to wait for that first real game from yeah the, from the fashion conversation well. fashion conversation the DJ Jeffries commitment uh, this morning. I mean, really, everything is going uh, the, the way that we had hoped. It's 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 so so exciting. So to wrap it all up of what we remember, we have not talked about football at all uh, in this in this segment. Uh, of course, the Tigers. That this disastrous game against UCF uh, when they went down thanks to the weather. How about this, by the way? It is a great day for football outside, and it happens to be the week the Tigers are off. <laughs> yeah, it was nice of them to just this not weather. make us feel responsible to go out and watch because it is perfect football weather. It is perfect football weather today, and it just happens to be the Tigers' bye week. Yeah, of course they got to play in the rain. Like, of course, yeah. You need you need the full fall weather for Tigers football like you need a nice drizzle turned into a slight monsoon and yeah but they are off but they needed they needed to be I think this bye week came at a they needed to be off but they needed sure sure they needed to be off Jessica but like it is like just imagine if they were playing that three o'clock game today 66 degrees partly cloudy and 66 degrees yeah yeah. Oh. You couldn't ask for better weather. We should just like organize a, a flag football game at the Liberty Bowl just oh. to take advantage. Of. The, the Tigers need to get a weather flex schedule somehow where they can like just move games based off of of that. Yeah, call up the we'll call up the conference offices. I think that's a great idea. It's only fair. Has any team had to play in the rain more than Memphis? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it at this point. And that has been, it's, it's just such like people talk about raining on my parade, but like raining on my Tiger football is, 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 has rained on the parade of the season. It's a more here. appropriate cliche yeah. point. Yeah. And so the Tigers are off today and it seems like they're, I mean, there's season the excitement. There's a chance they could still go to a bowl, right? Uh, not that. They diff- should by all means, like knock on. Right. I'm knocking on my laptop, but um, they should have the potential still to go to a bowl. If they. If they don't, then the season really goes off the rails because they're, I mean, three of their last four opponents don't have winning records right now. So. Re- really reliant, uh, I guess, to try to figure out my interest for the rest of the season is it comes down to Daryl Henderson, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's how it can be interesting. That's how the bowl game can still be interesting is how he uh, contributes and whatever happens uh, with that, but... Uh, obviously, our attention is 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 bouncing around elsewhere uh, with a, actually a, a a bouncing ball, the basketball at this this time of year. But all right, we went way over time, Jessica. We're off again next week, so we'll talk to you in two weeks. We'll see. What do we think the Grizzlies' record will be at that time? Ooh, I don't know how many games they. I was just going to say above five hundred or below. <laughs> uh, I think one below five hundred. That would make sense. They've got Phoenix tonight. They should win that one. They've got the Wizards, the Jazz. Can you go to Utah and win twice? Whew, I don't think so. But they do have yeah. Phoenix twice uh, coming up two times this week, too. What a I'll unique schedule. And they got the Jazz again on November 12th. It's like they're getting Jeez. all the Jazz games out of the way. Out of the way. Holy mackerel. All right, Jessica, we got to let you go. We're past time for a break. Thank all you right. so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy this weather today.
You too. Have a good one. All right. That's Jessica Benson, Local 24. You can follow her at Local 24 Jessica on social media. And she joins us every week, as I mentioned. And that's with an asterisk this time of year. So we try to give you the best recap we can because we know so many people tune in to this segment and uh, to get their sports news uh, of the past week. And, of course, usually they also tune in to hear CJ's movie trailer, which we uh, did not have time for now. It will be coming up in our next segment. So stay tuned. You are listening to Serena Live here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and themed trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. If you haven't heard the breaking news, we just talked about it. DJ Jeffries committing to the University of Memphis, part of a big sports morning this morning as uh, the big commitment for the University of Memphis. First uh, top 50 recruit for the Tigers since 2014. And, of course, also earlier this morning, the World Series game was happening. So it went into 18 innings. Dave Schilling from Bleacher Report uh, was there Last night, he was scheduled. He's scheduled to join us, I think. Hopefully, he's got enough sleep. He was at the World Series game this morning slash last night and will join us in the wrestling hour coming up to talk about all the big wrestling news. Of course, we talk wrestling on the radio every week at 11. Today's Cerrito Live is being brought to you by the Indie Memphis Film Festival. It is film for all, and it is November 1st through the 5th. Indie Memphis Week is here, CJ. It is starting on Thursday. It's the best time of year, isn't it? Oh, my favorite time of the year. The Indie Memphis Film Festival, of course, presented by Duncan Williams, is back, and so is their block party and movies playing in Midtown and Downtown and all over. Go to IndieMemphis.com for more information. And here to talk more about this year's festival is the executive director of Indie Memphis. His name is Ryan Watt, and he joins us now. What's up, Wattizi? <laughs> What's up? Good, good morning. What's uh, first things first for those who have never been to Indie Memphis? Ex- explain this because I always love explaining it because you have you t- telling people that it's not just movies, but it's also really just a big party. Yeah, it's, it's a five day festival for the whole city. Um, you know, we open it downtown at the Halloran Center on South Main next to Orpheum uh, on Thursday the first. Uh, then all next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we just kind of take over the theater district of Memphis and. Uh, as you referred to the block party, we'll have Cooper shut down for three days straight, right outside of uh, Playhouse on the Square and Hadaloo Theater with live music and food trucks and drinks and everything available. So it's just a big party all weekend. And then we go back downtown on Monday the 5th to have our closing night at uh, Halloran Center back downtown. And yeah, a lot of music and food and other related things in addition to all the great movies and, uh, and artists that we bring in for the festival. And uh, so what's new this year for folks who have uh, been uh, many times? What do we got that's, that's new this year? Because last year the block party was new. Yeah, the, last year for our 20th anniversary, we added the block party, and that was a, a big hit. So we're keeping it going. Um, the unapologetic group, like I Make Mad Beats, whose face or mask you might see all over the city on billboards right now, 
they're headlining the Friday night music outside, and that's just totally free. Anybody can show up and enjoy. And uh, Saturday night, uh, we've got DJs playing all night. Um, as far as new, I'd say the big thing is, in addition, I mean, we have 270 movies, so we literally have something for everybody. Um, but we've, we've really brought back international films in a big way. So we've got films from, you know, in addition to all the U.S. films, films from a dozen other countries and people traveling here from Spain and France and Australia and Canada, you know, all coming to Memphis for the film fest. Oh, very cool. And of course, uh, it seems now every year a celebrity or two shows up to the festival. Last year, Dwight from The Office was here, uh, <laughs> Rain, yeah. Rain Wilson. And this year, you're getting Chris Elliott's going to make an appearance. Chris Elliott. Uh, was on SNL for a season, and uh, of course, the star of Cabin Boy will be here for a special screening of that. For those uh, who don't know, Chris Elliott also played, uh, for many folks listening, you remember him as uh, Lily's dad on How I Met Your Mother, who came up with uh-huh. great, crazy board game ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish they made, actually, those board games. So, so Chris Elliott is here this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's also in something about Mary and Groundhog Day, and he was a regular on David Letterman. He's just one of those faces from the 90s that everybody knows. And uh, what's really cool about this is his daughter uh, named Bridie made this movie uh, casting her whole family in their own house in Connecticut called Clara's Ghost that premiered at Sundance. So we're actually bringing in the entire family, and that includes um, his other daughter, her sister, Abby Elliott, who was on Saturday Night Live for three years. And she's really she's hilarious. And uh, and anyway, so they're coming in for this movie, Clara's Ghost, a really dark comedy, good timing with Halloween that has kind of this ghost through line. Um, and then right after it, we're going to play Cabin Boy with Chris Elliott there, you know, kind of known as one of the best worst movies ever. He got the Razzie Award for worst performance that year. And uh, we just thought, I mean, what's the opposite of what you think of with a film festival movie? It'd be Cabin Boy. So we thought that'd be a lot of fun to play that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. So the entire Elliot family is coming in. So, so Missy Elliot will be here. <laughs> that's right. Their their cousin Missy Elliot will also be. <laughs> we're we're talking with Ryan Watt. He's the executive director of Indie Memphis. The festival is uh, starting on on Thursday this year, the day after Halloween, November first through the fifth. Um, I'm looking through the lineup of. Of, of movies this year and i'm like well what are some of, what are some of the other big highlights obviously we just talked about that special screening of cabin boy in the uh, elliott uh family movie there what what else i i couldn't help but notice if you look at this you see that the director barry jenkins the director of the best picture winner moonlight we have a movie that he directed his follow-up film from that yeah, so it's called If Beale Street Could Talk, and uh, definitely expected to be Oscar forerunner this year. The you know reviews are just through the roof, and uh, so that's our big centerpiece movie, Saturday Night. Um, the cinematographer of the movie that also did Moonlight and all of his films will be here, and actually doing a workshop and a talk to people that want to you know kind of nerd out about the film, uh, the you know the movie making side of things. Get to also meet the cinematographer. Uh, but yeah, Saturday night, if Bill Street could talk. Um, uh, another one, our other big guest is Boots Riley. And he had this really amazing movie this year called Sorry to Bother You that most people probably didn't have a chance to see. It only was in Memphis for two weeks, uh, but one of the most critically acclaimed movies, and it's just completely wild. I mean, just the most bonkers movie you've ever seen. Uh, Army Hammer and Danny Glover and a bunch of people are in it. And uh, we're showing that at midnight Friday night with Boots Riley there. Uh, and Boots Riley will also be doing a keynote talk um, oh, wow. at Playhouse and Square. And then we also asked him, per, him to present one of his favorite movies, and he chose Brazil. So we're showing Brazil, and he'll be there to present that as well. Oh, very cool. And, of course, we're on we're on a sports station right now. Uh, sure. So uh, every year there's always some inter- interesting sports stuff. We're actually going to talk a little bit about the, the, the wrestling documentary coming up in, in the wrestling hour called Wrestle. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else that sports fans would, would maybe be interested in at this year's festival? Yeah, the, I mean, the one that jumps out to me is also one of my personal favorites. It's called Diamantino, and it is, the best way I can describe it, uh, Ronaldo the soccer star meets Zoolander. Really? <laughs> so it's, it, it's, yeah, this movie made in Portugal, and it's, 
about this kind of, you know, pretty boy, best soccer player in the world from their country. Just, you know, they use a different name than Ronaldo. And he's just kind of like a big, dumb, pretty boy. And the government starts using his celebrity to do evil doings. Uh, but it's a comedy as well. So it's it's one of my favorite movies. And that plays twice on Friday night and Saturday afternoon called Diamantino. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll be looking for that one. And, of course, Monday night, this one kind of seems to have a, a little su- uh, sports twist to it. Uh, support the girls. Doesn't it take place, like, at a sports bar? Yeah, so for all, all your female listeners, uh, especially, this is kind of like the telling of a you know Hooters-style uh, bar with curves uh, from the waitresses, the waitresses' perspective. Uh, you know, kind of dealing with the you know customers that come into those places and uh, and their owners and uh, and one of the lead actresses of the movie is coming as well as the director. Uh, so we're showing that on closing night with some special guests. I think it's. For for all of our our listeners, uh, you know, male and female <laughs> listeners might need to see this and get get sure. some different perspectives. But I'm looking forward uh, to to seeing that. And we're talking with Ryan Waters. We're previewing Indie Memphis uh, Film Festival next uh, week. Uh, always a, a fun time there. And this is the first year that the festival is going to be uh, taking place with bird scooters. Is there anything? Uh, <laughs> are we anticipating <laughs> any? Uh, is it is there a good route from the Halloran Center to to, to bounce between all of these uh, different venues or? Sarita, I like that you always find the real stories that, that I don't <laughs> even think about. Uh, <laughs> um, well, first off, for everyone to know, you don't need to go to the Halloran Center to anywhere else because we're only downtown when we do that. But during the town, I, I am assuming there'll be some scooters uh, zooming through. Uh, I don't think we're large enough as Cooper Young Fest was to have like you know the thing where the scooters would stop working when you when you went in there. So I don't oh, know wow. what to expect. Yeah, uh, Cooper Young Fest they literally stopped working when you en- entered the premises. So really, uh, that is that's it, it like so a, you, if you were riding it, like it would just turn off. Uh, it was like a red zone. I know you couldn't activate one in the space, and yeah, I think I think they wow. would stop working. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're right because we're, yeah. we're we're only one block, so I, you don't need a bird scooter for this. Scooters going through. Yeah, you, you yeah. don't you don't need one. But the street's blocked off. The bird scooter can still enter the street, as far as I know. Yeah, and so so when we talk <laughs> about Midtown, we're in. So people know we have seven movies and events happening at all times all weekend. Uh, so we're at Playhouse on the Square, Hadaloo Theater, Theater Works. Circuit Playhouse, and Malco Studio on the Square on three screens. Uh, so if you just find a parking spot in the garage or anywhere near over the square, you're set for the whole weekend. You can just walk to everything. Don't and that, we're gonna, Yeah, I was just saying, we're going to have Tap Box out there selling drinks, and Old Dominic is going to have their cocktail cruiser, and there'll be food trucks. And so even if you don't know, if you're curious about the movies, if you just want to come to a party, it's a free street party all weekend. Yeah, the party, the party element, like it's it's the Indie Memphis Film Festival, but the parties are so cool. And and like when you actually go to the movies, it's also awesome. There's live music before every show, which is always uh, a fun element of the festival as well. So the Indie Memphis Film Festival, you can go to IndieMemphis.com. You can still buy passes uh, to the festival. You can buy tickets to individual shows if you just want to go to one or a couple of these movies we were talking about or a couple of the events or even uh, to get into some of these uh, parties. But the free party outside, uh, hopefully the weather uh, is what we're having today next weekend as well. So, but yeah, we've and we've got all the music under a tent. So worst case, if it's drizzling or whatever, you know, we've got music under a tent. We'll have some heaters out there. So the party's happening no matter what. Cool. And but before we let you go, uh, Ryan. So every week on the show, in, in the first hour of the shows, what CJ, who's CJ here? What up, CJ? Hello. CJ is a an, an aspiring. Um, he wants to to be a voiceover guy for movie trailers, right? So this is something that mm-hmm. it's, it's like his boyhood dream, and mm-hmm. I don't think we don't know if that dream is ever going to come true. So I give him time every Saturday to at least try to 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 showcase his skills as uh, a voiceover artist for movie trailers. And so usually it's something sports related or something that happened this week. But CJ's prepared a very special one. Uh, for this week, you got you. Did, it's ready to go, CJ. So, are you ready, Ryan? So, tune in to see if this is this is uh, your movie trailer 
Well, we'll just see what it is. We'll see what it is. Go ahead. This November 1st through November 5th comes a festival so large that it will span four days. The Indie Memphis Film Festival. I'm so excited! Every year, Indie Memphis brings cool and unique movies for viewing in a festival that turns 21 this year. I remember my 21st birthday. Wait, no I don't. But this festival is more than just movies. Indie yeah! Memphis also connects filmmakers and festival attendees to the live music scene that pulses through the city of Memphis. There will be various musical acts who will perform in theaters prior to the screenings and at various festival receptions and parties. Oh, the parties, baby. You got the opening night reception and the opening night after party. Block parties on Friday, three parties on Saturday, the after party at Rail Garden on Sunday, and so many more. See why Movie Maker Magazine calls it one of the top 50 film festivals worth the entry fee. And why Atcon Radicalness on Twitter calls it the best time of the year. Indie Memphis Film Festival 2018. Colon. I'm taking off this, damn it. Starring If Bill Street Could Talk, Support the Girls, Sorry to Bother You, Future Academy Award nominees, Duncan Williams, Inc., ooh, ooh. Block Parties, Theater Works, Circuit Playhouse, Hattie Lou Theater, Playhouse on the Square, Malco Studio on the Square, Local Musicians, Panel Discussions, and A Good Time, Indie Memphis Film Festival 2018, colon, I'll see you guys there. All right, there, I thought that was pretty good. I think wow. Wow. <laughs> There was basically no reason for me to come on the show. That that covered every single thing I've, I could have possibly said. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a great job. It's a very long trailer. Very long trailer. <laughs> it's, it's a four-day festival. It, it has about, to be long. I thought it was over about seven times. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to send you a copy of that, Ryan, so you can play that before every screening. Because I know we go to Indie Memphis every year. We you know see the same commercials before every movie. We want to see that before every single movie this year. Well, what I can guarantee you is if you throw it up on social media and tag us, we'll, we'll be getting that out for sure. That's great. <laughs> All right. We can, we've got that, CJ. Well, I want to play, we need to play between, before one movie. We've got to play it before I'm, one movie. I'm sure we'll, we'll try to work something out. We'll play before one movie. <laughs> but Indie Memphis Film Festival is, is next week. Great job, CJ. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you uh, start at, yeah, on November 1st, on Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Thanks, Indie guys. Memphis. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's right. All right. <laughs> that's, that's Ryan Watt from the Indie Memphis Film Festival. Go to IndieMemphis.com to uh, get your tickets and find out more about the festival. When we come back, we're going to talk wrestling on the radio. You'll listen to Street Alive here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.